0: everyone, you're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message.
1: Here we are. We're here to talk about love and, and, and see where it goes, Lisa. So That's right, and I'm just going to take a
0: seat. The reason that... Uh, it's important for us to look carefully at relationships is because marriages start with that love relationship. It starts with us meeting someone, getting to know someone, and then deciding that, wow, this could be the one. And so as we unpack this, we want to look carefully at what that love, fight, win looks like.
1: Yeah, because we have a lot of people here and, and most of us will get married one day, as, as you've heard me say, and stats would prove that. But so many of us are in search of this whole thing called love. And, and sadly, in our culture, I don't think we really have any handles, great handles. We have some handles, but we don't have great handles on what love is about. The church is the only entity, the only institution that talks about real love. It, 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 I mean, the church is it. You're not gonna find it. Reading some self-help book, you'll find some hints or whatever, but not the real deal. You're not going to find it in the corporate world. You know, Hollywood's not going to definitely not tell us about it—the the the, the real deal about it. You're not going to find it, you know, on on a soccer field or whatever. It's going to take place when we we acquiesce to the Lord, when we understand that God is the source of our love, and He has a course for our love to travel. And the church simply just highlights and underscores those transcendent values that God has given us. So, so really this whole thing about romance, and that's where we're kind of going, is, is founded on God.
0: That's right. And when you have the context of God in the equation, you have the perfect um, setup to understand what love is all about. Ed and I are those people that watch baseball When it gets to the World Series. So, for all of those of you who in all of our locations who are baseball fans, fanatics, and you've watched from April on, I'm happy for you. But Ed and I, we start watching baseball at the very end. October is the month for us. But the
1: Astros. They won, and, and they acted, and they're acting like winners. Oh,
0: my goodness. They cl- you know, took the shot of the, of the locker room and, and all the people jumping up and down. And if you watch the last play, um, which was the out that made them the World Series champions, you can just see the first baseman as he's about to catch the ball, and he's having to so focus on catching the ball because that out is it. And at that moment, they're mm-hmm. becoming winners. And they have won the World Series. And, it, and just the, the jumping, the dancing, the hoopla, yeah, all I mean, of the that. Champagne the champagne in the
1: locker room. Obviously, they're acting like winners. And when Lisa and I were talking about the World Series a little bit and then preparing for this talk, it was like we were going, Isn't it crazy that those of us who know the Lord don't act like winners? We, we don't act like winners. In life, many times we don't act like winners in our marriage. We
0: behave like defeatists, as if we're defeated. And we're not. As followers of Christ, those of us who have a love relationship with God, we've already experienced victory. We are winners. And in our relationships especially, whether it's a friendship, a dating relationship, or in marriage, we see a lot of marriages that look more like loser marriages than winner marriages. And that often is by choice. So the first thing, we wanna just give you three different things that um, you can take home, if you will, that you can apply to your relationships, to your uh, friendships, dating relationships, and your marriages, um, is how to be a winner. And the first thing is to love like a winner.
1: Well, there are different types of love mentioned in scripture. And, and you've, you've probably heard this. Uh, there, there's been a campaign out there. It's kind of an old school thing. Love wins, and it sounds so sexy, so cool. But you have to say, what is love? And define love. You know, what, what does it mean to win? What does that look like? Well, the, the, the Bible, Scripture, breaks it down because again, God is the source of love, and He's given us the course of love, which is marriage. And marriage is the main entity where spiritual maturity is played out. It's in marriage. Marriage also is the only human relationship that's illustrative of God's relationship with his people. So so this thing is, is massive. So love in the Bible, you, you can really talk about three different types of love. The first kind of love would be this covenant love. It would be known as agape love, unconditional love. And if you're taking notes, you might wanna write A cool, just write cool by beside that. And that's and that's the covenant, that's the unconditional love, obviously, that God has for you and me, reflected it should be reflected in a gospel centered marriage. And then from there, you have eros, you get the word erotic from that. And and we, we hear a lot about eros erotic that's the passion, that's the heat. That's the testosterone and the estrogen and and, and you have to have that in a healthy relationship. So you've got agape, you've got eros. You've
0: got phileo.
1: Phileo. Like Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Phileo is gonna be more, it's gonna be more kind of the friendship factor. I would say that's warm. By 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 Phileo, write warm. And then obviously by Eros, you can write hot. So those are the different temperatures. That should be in a marriage. Now, they should be in a, in a dating relationship as well. But let me say this. I don't want to rain on anybody's sexual parade, but let me just say, the Bible says from cover to cover that sex is reserved for the marriage bed. It's like a fire. Fire is, works really well with fires in the fireplace. But if, fire, uh, uh, if you just start lighting fires everywhere, yeah, yeah, it'll burn the house down.
0: That's right. So we start out with that love, and it says in 1 John 4, 8 that God is love. He's the source of our love, and he sets the course for our love, whether it is a, a agape love, the love that he has for his people, or whether it's phileo love, that, that brotherly love or sisterly love and friendship, or whether it's the eros love, which is that hot, romantic, fiery love between a man and a woman in the context of marriage. But really,
1: marriage, though, Lisa, would would be more about the the warm love and the cool love. It's not going to be based on the hot eros love. It's not. You 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 have seasons, eros, eros um, ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. It, you have to have eros. You have to have that spark. But but that's that's not going to last. I mean, it, it can last in a marriage. If, if, if Eros is the deal, I think a, a marriage will last maybe 24 months. But yeah. after that, you know, you're So in, you're if in we trouble. love
0: like a winner, we're going to look to God for the definition of love. And then we're going to learn from the lessons that God gives us in his love. And one of those lessons is unconditional love. When we realize the unconditional love of God that he has for us, then we're able to look at our spouse or that person that we're dating with an unconditional love. It's, it's that love that comes down from God and then goes out from us. And so our relationship with our spouse is not based on, oh, well, if they show me 50% love, I'll love them back 50% and then we have 100% together. no. They, they don't have to offer anything. We give 100% unconditional love. That's part of the math of marriage. Another th- lesson that we learn is the forgiving love, that Jesus forgave us, and in light of what God has done for us, is the Ephesians 4.32 principle, Um Quote, you, we should know this backwards and forwards, Ephesians 4.32. Be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, as, God, as God through Christ, Christ has, has forgiven, forgiven us. You. Yes, Ephesians 4.32. That verse was given to Ed and I at our wedding, and it's one that we have lived by because in light of the love that God has given us, that forgiving love, we can in turn forgive our spouse.
1: But you know what's so funny about that verse Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. That is a a, a verse of conflict. That's a verse of the fight. In Ephesians 5, when when it says, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church, where it talks about the responsibility of the the wife to the husband, the husband to the wife, those are, are, are words of conflict, words of battle. Yes, they're sweet. Yes, they're full of emotion, but I think so many times we, we think it's just defensive and we think it's just sweet and syrupy, but in reality, Lisa-
0: You have to fight to be to kind, fight. you have you to have fight to You have to win. fight for all of that, yes. that's right. The third lesson that we learn from uh, God's love is the leading love. God loves you and I enough to take us somewhere in our relationship. He accepts us where we are, but he loves us enough to want us to go further in our walk with Him. When we have that type of love operating in our marriage, we're gonna want our marriage to be better today than it was yesterday. And it'll be better tomorrow than it was today. It's that love that leads us into the future to be better and better together.
1: Yes, and as you, as you think about marriage, marriage simply is, is a reflection of the gospel. The gospel of death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. In a marriage there should be a death, burial and resurrection. Think about that. We should die and bury self, pride, envy, greed, etc. and we we have this resurrection of a new life. And and this oneness that Genesis 2:24 talks about and other places the Bible mentions it, oneness becoming one that is, that is very, very, very difficult. So many times you'll go to a wedding, for example, and, and people don't realize just the symbolism of a wedding. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the wedding is, is full of symbolism. Like you have the aisle in most churches or chapels where people get married, they, they walk the aisle. That's a symbol of the death march, the death walk of a covenant. Bet
0: you didn't think about that when you were getting no. married.
1: Uh, so again, death burial and resurrection you got the wedding dress that symbolizes the purity and the holiness of god jesus died rose again his resurrection was because of his holiness his his righteousness you you think about the exchanging of rings that's the resources i've talked to too many couples who say yeah 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 well i have my money and she hers. she has her money now, quite frankly, that's stupid. Because, it really is. Because there's oneness there. There's oneness sexually. I mean, you're not, you're not doing sex that way. There's oneness emotionally. You're not doing emotion that way. So gotta be, there's gotta be oneness financially as well. But the exchanging of rings is about the whole resource thing. And then the unity candle to becoming one, and that becoming part is difficult, is it not? We were talking as we were preparing for this talk that, that, that marriage is kind of on the outs. I mean, ma- marriage used to be hot. Now it's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. And, and you were throwing There's some statistics. Um, in some the past statistics. 50
0: years living together, the percentage has increased 900% in the past 50 years. Is that years.
1: unbelievable? So so that's why I'm so excited for a church like Fellowship that talks so openly and honestly, yeah. and
0: biblically. I, I, About marriage. I I I actually have some opinions. I know that's hard to believe, but I have some opinions about the trend for living together. One trend, I think, that trend I think is due to the number of divorces. A lot of children are being raised uh, in split homes and we, we know that divorce happens. It's not the unpardonable sin. It, it, it's just something we deal with in society and there are biblical grounds for divorce, but yet there are biblical grounds for divorce and then there's divorce that's convenient. And often couples throw in the towel versus staying in the mm-hmm. game of marriage because it just seems easier. And so you have children that are growing up seeing yeah. a relationship modeled that has failed. And they don't want to be failures. They want to be winners. We all want to be winners. We want to be the Astros. We want to be that team that takes home the pennant. And so they say, you know what? It's just not worth it. Um, other opinion that I have is that people, like you just said, they're not willing to work. And it's, it's a laziness factor. And so why should we go to the trouble of being married when we can just live together, play house, you know, take care of each other as long as it's convenient. And then if it's inconvenient, we can step away. God has so much more for us. Mm -hmm. It's so much more than that. But we have to look at what the love of God, the context of the love of God in our relationship. And that brings us to seeing marriage the way God sees marriage, which is, you know, for our perfection.
1: It's a covenant. It's a
0: covenant. It is something that refines us. I am a better individual because of Ed. Ed is a better individual because That's the of truth. me. <laughs> and both of us are self-centered sinners, and yet we're still better because of each other. Why? Because our sins are covered by Christ. Our relationship has been solidified by Christ. And as we grow closer to God through Christ, we grow closer to each other. I'm just going to tell you, for those of you dating, you're, you're, you're single, you're looking for a relationship, or maybe you're in a relationship, you have to find that person who has said yes to Jesus, that they are being refined individually by Christ so that when you come together, Together, you're going to be refined, so that that person will make you a better person. Ed and I've been married for thirty-five-ish yeah. years. Thirty-five. I do You
1: know what? I don't. 30. I don't. People, people have said before we're experts. I don't, I don't think we're experts, although although we've written a lot of books about marriage. We've been married thirty-five years. Now we're grandparents. Um, I think we know a good bit. We've we well, lived for the Lord, but I wouldn't say experts. I no, I, I would say we're we're I, still learning.
0: We better be. I mean, we, but you I You know what w- I'm saying? I mean, none of us, us has arrived.
1: On, but we do want to pass on the knowledge that that we have gained in our lives.
0: Which, I just all I was going to say is 35 years in, we're so much better off than we were oh, in year yes. one. Yes, in That's year what I was one saying, Lisa, we thought we had arrived. In yeah. the year thirty-five, we know we haven't arrived.
1: Oh my God! And we're still true.
0: improving and and moving toward that prize, you know, the goal. And and but I'm here to tell you, in thirty-five years, the sweetness of marriage, even through some bumpy, rocky. Uh, what do you call uh, the it? Potholes. Yeah, potholes. I was like, pit stops? No, that's not <laughs> what it is.
1: <laughs> so, Lisa, so, so you would say, what does that look like in dating then? So you said you've got to find, uh, I like that. What well, do you you've
0: s- got, your, your major uh, connection with the, an, the person of the opposite sex needs to be their relationship with Christ. Then get all the, you know, chemistry going and that, but set chemistry aside unless there is the relationship with Christ because one thing that 35 years will tell you is that things change physically. We get older and yeah, I'm just gonna leave it there. (laughs) It just changes. So, you know, the wrinkles come. (laughs) <laughs> the wrinkles come, the gray hair comes. I mean, you get yeah. older. So if everything in your relationship is based on eros, that physical,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're going to be disappointed. But, but at least I would
1: say this. Though I might, I might correct you on. on oh, I'll give no. you my opinion.
0: He's never corrects right? me. No, I'm, yeah, no, maybe I'm saying.
1: As a guy, you're not, let's, let's say you're a single guy. You're not going to look at a girl and go, oh, wow, where is she spiritually? That's not going to be the first thing that you think.
0: But that's because you. It's going you to be. That's it's going guys to be, are known know, to have things to be out of order. Like, it, guys are known to have things out of order. They should no, be No,
1: no, no. I'm saying a Christian guy is going to go, whoa, whoop, whoop, you know, Wow. Okay, then after, after you see and are attracted to her, then, you know, you, you can tell. But you've got to be
0: smart enough yeah. to go, whoa. Not whoa, like, whoa, that's, that's right. a hot girl. I just whoa, to that's clear a that hot up. girl who doesn't have her life together. Whoa, that's a hot guy who doesn't have his life together. That's right, you step yeah, that's back. what I'm saying. Because yeah, you're right, you're right. if you don't say whoa, you're going to get whopped in the head yeah. with pain. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. You're not going to go where you need to go. No,
1: no, you're not. But I'm I'm saying to you, you have to be attracted first. I I know, I know. I mean, when, when, (laughs) I mean, when I first saw you, I didn't think, I mean, the first thing I thought was not, where is she spiritually?
0: But we met met in church.
1: I know. I see Again, I I knew, though, it was in the right context because it was in church. And two... Some singles, Lisa, when they, whatever you call it, date, talk, text, whatever, some are like, I'm not sure if this person is a believer. I'm not sure if they're really genuine. I'm, I'm here to tell you, the Holy Spirit of God will reveal yeah. to you rapidly where they are. If you have to guess or wonder or like, I'm not sure, then that, that, that person is not for you. Because life is too short to be connected with the the, the the wrong person. That's right. Because once you're you're in marriage, then that is is the true context of where all of these different types of love can reach their their ultimate.
0: That's right. So those are some lessons from love. So we want to love like a winner. We want to live like a winner. Philippians 3, 14 through 16 says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Live like a winner. That's what we were mentioning earlier. Don't expect too little from your relationships. Expect victory in your relationships. Don't just have the status quo. Have people looking at the way you live your life with your spouse in your marriage and going, wow, I want to have what they have. The greatest compliment that Ed and I have ever received is when we were... I guess it was around our 30 year mark of marriage and we were um, working out and we stopped and walked into a shop and the girl was um, said, Hey, you know, how are y'all doing? We got to talking to her and she said, so what are y'all up to? And we said, "Well, we're here for our anniversary. And Oh really? So how long have you been married? 30 years. Really? And you like each other. I mean, that was the response. And, and I think it's because of expectations. People's expectations are so low and, The greatest compliment any of us can ever have is that people look at our relationship and think, wow, that's what I want. God has already said, you are victorious in your relationship. He set us up for winning. Just look back in the Garden of Eden. Yeah, they were set
1: up for winning. He
0: set us up to win. He set us up to win. He's given us the church to come alongside of us in our relationship. He's given us... um, our small groups that we can do life with. He's given us every opportunity to win, but we've got to do our part too. We've got to jump in and work. We've got to be willing to go after that date night. We've got to put the marriage at a top priority above the children. And we have to have conflict. Above the children. We've got to work through conflict. I just had this knee surgery. Do you know there's never a convenient time to have surgery, ever, never. But you can either live in pain or you can say, you know what, I've got to set aside time and, do, and deal with this.
1: Marriage, though, is a covenant within the covenant. We're, we're people of covenant. Specifically, we're in covenant with our spouse. So you have the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. So when a Christian marriage doesn't work, someone, Lisa, has really forgot to obey The gospel. So what we're talking about here, Mm. the guts of this talk is the gospel. That's what love is all about. Jesus won our salvation, correct? He's a victor. And because he's a victor, we are victors as well. We're winners as well. So let's talk like it. Let's act like it. And I'm telling you, I don't care if you've been married Three and a half years or 35 years, great things will occur yeah. in all it's good. of our lives. Good. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for fellowship. I thank you for your word that's so open and so direct. I thank you for this opportunity that we have to share. I thank you for my wife of 35 years of, of just what she means to me, to our family, to so many people. And I pray for every marriage here, whether there, there are some frosty feelings going on, whether there's a marriage hanging from just a, 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 a string, whether a marriage is strong, whether there's someone here and you're thinking about marrying someone, or maybe you're not even in the dating scene. I pray for these relationships as we go deeper and do life together. We ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen.